everyone and welcome to this week's episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Kira and I'm Em and plot twist we normally record these episodes on <laughs> Sunday morning but this weekend in the UK is a bank holiday so it's actually Monday so it feels a little bit odd. I feel like bank holidays are amazing and this is the first bank holiday I've got to appreciate for quite some months now because I've only just been back at work so all of the other bank holidays have just felt like regular days yeah. but bank holidays are great but they also totally throw me off so I have no idea what day it's going to be for the rest of the week but that's fine (laughs) I love a bank holiday I took a half day on Friday just so I'd get like you know the full bank holiday experience so Mm. I do feel just like totally recuperated it's nice I love a bank holiday it is lovely my brother was telling me that he booked off Friday and Tuesday so he gets (gasps) five days off oh your brother's winning at life I should have done that I should have thought ahead should have thought ahead yeah it's really I think it's the smartest way to use holidays at work but anyway yeah that's what that's what I've done for your birthday so I'm gonna get a four day weekend on your birthday I've actually requested the Monday but I've not had it approved yet (gasps) so I hope I get it off otherwise you'll just be celebrating me (laughs) on your own (laughs) but that's I can do that Um, I can have a party (laughs) but hopefully I get it off and then we can do something fun but that'll be in a few weeks time so plenty of time to plan but now shall we jump into the weekly roundup and do you want to kick it off with your high and low of the week okay so my weekly high it would have been my weekly high anyway but I've had a request from one of my friends and they said that if it's not the (laughs) weekly high then they're going to disown me as a friend so which is fair (laughs) my hands are tied so my weekly high is that my one of my closest friends I met her at university we were editors at the student paper together shout out to you Rosie because I know that you'll be listening to check that (laughs) and she came up to with Adam her boyfriend to visit um, and we spent the whole afternoon just having nice food drinking because obviously you can go to like beer gardens and restaurants if Mm -hmm. you sit outside and it was just so so nice to see them like I get on with Rosie and Adam so well and you know like throughout this whole pandemic the thing that people have been saying to get like to get through it has been imagine what it's going to be like when you're reunited with people and yeah. so having those like reunions is just so wholesome like I, I, I saw it. them this weekend and then in a couple of weekends like the first at well <laughs> lol your birthday weekend accidental yeah. double booking I'm getting to see Beth who I haven't seen in a year and it's just oh, I love a reunion and so it's definitely a high because I think it signifies the real kind of movement out of this stagnant Mm -hmm. lockdown time and getting to see people again obviously I don't see people like that as regularly anyway because you know after uni you all spread out but it was just so so lovely and also had the best food just and the best drink best cocktails what a time but I did I was a bit disappointed it's kind of like a mini week though we went to a beer garden and they had loads of heaters and we didn't get a table with a heater so I did oh I'd actually have had to leave at that point because I I couldn't feel my toes all the time yeah I mean there were blankets but I would have preferred a heater not not the same is it yeah um but yeah that's my weekly high weekly low is Kira's fault (laughs) excuse me so when we started going to the gym I was like wow like we're stretching and the next morning I don't feel it (laughs) this week honestly I have had some painful things happen to me in my life but this is definitely up there I could like every time I stood at the top of my stairs I was like do I really need to go downstairs is it worth it (laughs) it's the trip downstairs oh my god the drama honestly I don't think you understand when you (laughs) 
when you sent me a message to say that you'd had to take a painkiller, I was like, me and Jay were absolutely creasing because we don't ever, we don't really take painkillers ever. But just the thought of that, like after the gym, I was like, I am sorry, but I'm also not sorry because it just is what happens. To clarify for everyone, ended her first core day with me. So we did some ab focused <laughs> muscles that have never been used there before. <laughs> Literally. So we had some ab focused exercises and then we also did our second leg day. Now M came into the second leg day being like, I loved the first leg day. Let's do this. I'm really excited. But we only use machines in the first leg day. So I wanted to introduce some freeway exercises. So the two that I decided to introduce were hip thrusts, which are my favorite. They hurt, but you just can oh. feel them working as you go. Like you can feel them having a good effect. And then also some squats because you can't have leg day without squats. And on the back of the toilets in the gym, it says every squat counts. So whenever you go for a wee at the gym, just let that remind you that every squat counts. <laughs> yeah, but every squat is one step closer to a week long amount of pain. Like honestly, and but... I couldn't sleep. It hurt to turn over. <laughs> But it is genuinely only bad. Like the first time you do these exercises, the shock that your body feels means that you have pain that can last for like several days. I, after my first um, proper leg day back, uh, when I did hip thrusts and squats and lunges, I was like, woohoo, that's horrible. And it was like a big struggle to get up and down out of the chair when I was uh, in the office working. But this week I've been fine. So I'm trying to convince you that you'll be okay. I mean, I'll and do guess it what? Because you're a good It's leg motivator. day today. Yeah, so I know. Now's your opportunity to test out my theory that you won't feel as bad this week. I'm filled and filled hopefully it reinstates your trust in me as a personal trainer for you. But, um... <laughs> it was funny though, because I walked into the kitchen and you told me it was called DOMS. What does that stand for again? Delayed onset muscle soreness. Right, okay. And I walked into the kitchen and I was like, Ellen, oh, Kira says I've got this thing. It's called DOBS. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> Not quite, but good effort though. Yeah. So, so that was yeah. my deep low, and it was a low. I feel I like that had to be your low because literally you've not stopped talking about it all week. <laughs> so it's not even from the viewpoint of like, did you know I go to the gym? Did you know I'm gym? It's just from the, the viewpoint of it's all I've been able to think about. <laughs> Feeling so much pain. Yeah. And I have it's got really some other affected bits. your life. Yeah, it has massively <laughs> minded this week. Um, I have got other things to talk about, but I feel like you should do your high and low first. So off you pop. Okay. Um, honestly, I've struggled to pick my high of this week because <laughs> I feel like quite a few good things have happened. Oh, that's good. But the one that I'm going to lead with and then the rest of the things I'll just talk about is part of the general wrap up. So the thing that I'm going to say is my weekly high is that this week um, it was confirmed that I will be getting a little promotion at work. Um, kind of happened like coincidentally because my manager Jen, she is currently on uh, maternity leave and she is the group digital marketing manager. She was replaced with maternity cover um, back in December when she left to go on her maternity leave. Um, but then the person that is doing the maternity cover has actually found a permanent job, so she's leaving, which means that I'm now doing that job as maternity cover. But although it might not be a permanent promotion, I just think it's so great because it means that I'm then taking a step up into a manager role, which will be great for my CV and just 
really great experience. Obviously, not everything's about money, but there is a pay rise as well, which is lovely. So <laughs> not everything's um, about money, but it does. I mean, it does. A nice yeah, little salary it's boost. Nice. It helps. It's lovely, um, especially because it's come just after I've like taken on a massive amount of outgoings in the fact, the fact mm-hmm. that we've like you know moved out renting all that kind of stuff so the fact that I'm gonna have more money coming in is always lovely so that was my lovely. high of the week um because I've been wanting to take on more responsibility and to start like thinking about my next steps to sort of climb up a rung on it was the career weird, ladder we were just talking about that like I know we yeah before I went back yeah. brownie and then now it's happened I know we maybe we manifested yeah it. the world listened for us <laughs> it does we put it out into the universe and the universe delivered. So, thank so I'm going to speak to the universe right now. Please don't give me doms this week. <laughs> Please let the hip thrusts not affect me. That's my manifestation. Okay, love that. We'll come back to that next week and see if it <laughs> um, And then, what are my lows of the week? Um, my low of the week, kind of a futile one, um, is that Oscar the cat has gotten a little bit nibbly this week. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad you specified that he was a cat. Yeah, Oscar the cat has been getting a bit nibbly. Now, he doesn't bite things uh, in an aggressive way, just in a playful way. But two things he did yesterday, in fact, it's literally only just made its way into the high and low of the week. So I wear my Leeds Uni hoodie literally every single day. It's just part of my... It's part of me, basically. Um, And I've had it for three years now since I graduated. And the little, you know bobbly bits, you know, on the end of the strings that are outside of the hoodies. Shoelace bits, yeah. So I never chew those things. I know boys tend to chew things a lot. I don't. And so they're in perfect condition until yesterday. And then it was dangling off the side of the bed and Oscar has nibbled one and it just looks like it's been attacked by his teeth. So one of them now is ruined and the other one is fine. So that's a bit sad because I don't want people to think that I'm a gross hoodie chewer, but make sure you don't accidentally chew it yourself now. I never chew things because I'm I'm normal like that, so that's not something that I need to fear. But it's just a bit gross now. Then I'm like, thanks, Oscar. Could have chewed anything else. Yeah, but he's but cute, so he is cute. And then the other thing that he did was, um, he climbed onto my chest as I was lying down in bed, and then put his paws on my head, and then started nibbling my hair at the top of my head. Yeah. And I'm like, sometimes he's me. such a scaredy cat. Pardon the pun. And sometimes he's so bold. <laughs> It's in the evenings and in the mornings he gets really like, you know, bold and then the rest of the day he's like, I don't want to see anybody. So um Relatable. definitely not a major low, but I have had a pretty good week, so that was all I could think of really. So I mean, I'm glad for you that you've had a good week. So Me highs too. and lows. Me too. I mean I feel like I've not got much to talk about for the rest of this week, but it has been mm-hmm. really, really nice to have this bank holiday weekend, just to go back to that. Mm. I feel like I've completely reset. I, I don't know if my like brain had fully adapted yet to having a social life again, and I haven't had that many plans this weekend, and I think my body's appreciated the time to just kind of reset. I made a May playlist, because I love that this bank holiday, I mean, I know it's a May bank holiday, coincides with the beginning of May, because May feels like such a fresh spring month. I made myself a love new it. May playlist. Um, my favourite month. I little writing evening last night posted a reel on instagram i just love me a reel i love making reels just you know <clears> picking <throat> the music picking the aesthetic clips is just my vibe so yeah 
May playlist. I've just been enjoying getting back into writing. I've been reading this yeah. week. To this week's memoir was Educated by Tara Westover, which you've been trying to get my me favorite for yeah. ages. Which I'm only like a third of the way through, and it's so baffling to me because it does read like a dystopian fiction, and it took me a mm-hmm. while to get it's into the head crazy. Um, but now that I'm into it, I'm enjoying <clears> that. Um, and also, major appreciation this week for the Yorkshire Tea Jam and Toast. Kira oh, introduced gosh, it to my life. I'm tea. not a tea drinker. Like, I don't drink English breakfast tea. Um, but this has changed my life. With a bit of oat milk, one sugar, dreamy. It's lovely. I absolutely adore it. I've actually only got one box left, which might sound like quite a lot, but the, the rate that I go through it won't actually last me that long. So this morning, I've actually gone for a um, T2 Melbourne breakfast, which is like a vanilla-flavoured tea. Would Very I like nice. That? I think you would, yeah. I've not offered one to you yet because um, Sarah got me a box of them for a housewarming gift. Thanks, Sarah. Um, but there was only 10 bags in a box. And so Ooh. I was like, hmm, no, do you I have, keep you this one? You have offered one? it to me. Have I? Yeah. The first time I drank tea. Ah. Yeah, you offered it to me when we sat in your garden um, and I was introduced originally to Jam and Toast. Oh, yeah. I feel like subconsciously in the way that I will have offered the teas to you, I will have given you the full range and then really emphasised the Jam and Toast yeah, and think like played down. Like, I don't know if you'd like this one because... No, I, um... no, you didn't. You said, <laughs> I think you might be more inclined to like this one because it's vanilla. And I stuck oh. to my guns. So wow, you maybe glad? I'm... Subconsciously. I was nicer. Maybe I was nicer than I actually thought I was I think that was like our actual like reunion first time like sit and have uh, a catch up so, so like you were probably outside, feeling generous towards up. me yeah I was like you know screw it have whatever tea you want but now but now now that you're that. sick of me again I don't get off yeah. the vanilla tea you're not gonna get the vanilla tea maybe one day birthday treat next year for your birthday <laughs> <laughs> anything else to comment on for your week oh yeah loads of things so <laughs> Well, we're on thirty. Just taking a, so a sip of tea to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you a, like a quick fire okay, of my week. Go on. And so, then I've got a question at the end. Don't forget that. Okay, okay, I'm excited for that. Right. So first things first. Me and Jay have been in our new house now since the 15th of March and been loving it. But we have been sitting on camping chairs for that entire yes. time, so nearly two months. Um, but this week, our sofa finally arrived. It is yellow and I love it. It feels like the living room and the house in general are just complete because that was like the last thing that I was really waiting for to arrive because it just, you know, I ordered it first. It was the first thing we ordered, but sofas tend to take a while, so that arrived and it's made me so happy i'm living my best life i can't wait for you to see it in person um because i think you're gonna really like it but um that was the first thing and probably the most exciting because it literally arrived on monday the next thing was that later in this week um the road trip by beth o'leary was released by (laughs) it's because you read it a while ago i know but i did the launch event i should have mentioned you did do the launch event um, but yeah, that arrived. Beth O'Leary is definitely like my favourite romance author. She wrote The Flat Share and The Switch. Um, and I'm currently making my way through the road oh trip and new release. I'm only just over 100 pages in because another thing that could have been my low of this week is the fact that I've literally forgotten how to read. I'm so <laughs> out of the habit. I'm like, honestly, terrible at the moment. So I'm slowly but surely reading that one and very much enjoying it. It's my favourite, one of my favourite books ever. 
Ever. Ever. I'm really... Because you haven't read The Switch, which upsets me Switch to, Switch. like, a deep, deep, deep level. Because I think you'd still like it. I think you put just, off for the wrong reason. There's just something about that trope that I just don't enjoy. I, I, I just think it's good. So... I'm excited to see where it falls in my ranking because I've obviously yeah. will have then read all three of the books. Um, but yeah, then the final thing to mention this week is that last week I kind of hinted that I'd been working on a new little project, <laughs> but I wasn't going to mention exactly what it is. But that project launched this week and it is another YouTube channel. So I feel she like I'm living up stopped. to my spinning plates. <laughs> I'm spinning another plate. Um, and it's ironic because this is a channel which kind of relates to plates because it's a food channel. Um, so I'm talking all about food and fitness it is called Kira's Kitchen um, and I'm very excited there's already two videos on there um, and I'm uploading every Wednesday and Sunday and I just love food so much so I'm very I excited love that to channel. have Definitely. somewhere else to talk about me. it Mm-hmm. So that is my week. Okay. Hit me with your question. Right, okay. So, you know, I like to spice up the roundup. Like, we've had <laughs> man versus dog. Then we had a joke. This week, uh-huh. it's a, quite a deep question. So I was watching... <clears throat> well, I was losing my voice, firstly, apparently. I was watching, like, some Instagram stories. And this account I follow, who I've actually mentioned before, because she's, like, a small independent jewellery business Ooh. and she's called radish and pear and she was doing a this or that on her story the headband no the earrings oh you know the ones that were like hoops with the little blue triangle oh yeah 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 she has such a gorgeous shop and she was doing just like a this or that on her stories so like tea mm-hmm. or coffee cats or dogs and then she put one that really i had to just sit there and think about for a while and i want to ask you this because you've found both okay so the okay. question is would you rather and you have to just pick one find your soulmate or your calling? Oh, definitely soulmate. Really? Hundred percent. So you would rather? So you'd rather have Jay, but not know like you not have any of your YouTube or your content creation or like. See, reading. I feel like this is a something that could be a whole episode in and of itself. But the topic of callings, I don't feel like I have a calling. I feel like I'm very multifaceted and I like to do lots of different things. And I wouldn't necessarily say one is like my calling, but I feel like you know me and Jay have been together for like seven and a bit years and so like I've been through so many different evolutions and Mm. we've both been through loads of different phases and I feel like having someone there who's like with you through whatever your like phase or calling might be of the time is way more important and I'm definitely you know I love um work and I love having projects and things to focus on but I'm definitely a like work to live not live to work kind of person and I think that I would value like the people I spend time with more than like the thing that I do, if that makes sense. And so I feel like your soulmate is kind of like the person that you're likely to spend the most amount of time with. So that is more important to me than Interesting. Yeah. Mm, I enjoy. I enjoy hearing your response. It's a deep one though, because obviously both are very important, but... Yeah, I I found it hard. I mean, get back to me. I'm not sure I believe in soulmates, if I'm honest. Um, get no, back I, to me I when I yeah. found mine and then I might say something different but I think like moment. soulmates is obviously <laughs> it's, it's a nice thing if that's what you want to believe in but I also feel like you know your life is so based on coincidence and circumstance like yeah. you know every time I date before. someone I'm like oh this is but my soulmate equally right <laughs> here's a little weird situation to okay, conclude the weekly roundup it. so Obviously, me and Jay both live in Leeds. Um, Jay's parents are both from Leeds, but neither of my parents are. My mum is from County Cork in Ireland, and my dad came from Oxford originally. Um, But Jay's granddad, so like the next generation back, 
also comes from County Cork in Ireland um, and they lived in towns like he lived in a town that was like near where my mum came from um, Jay's granddad has about a million siblings and so one of his brothers is called Danny and Danny went on a date with my mum's mum when like my mum's mum was younger oh that is weird and then obviously my mum's come over to Leeds Jay's granddad's come over to Leeds had children and then my dad and Jay's dad went to the same school at high school and were friends, That's which we weird. only found out after me and Jay got together. So those are the types of things that you could be like, oh, what a weird like set of coincidences and like connections to bring you together. But equally, you know, anyone could meet anyone. So who knows if soulmates exist? I think soulmates do exist. And I think mine is <laughs> staring right back at me. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Love you. <laughs> I'm yet to find a male version. <laughs> well, I do like that, like the idea of like friendship soulmates as yeah, well. Yeah, I think I, I like, think I believe in that. It's definitely not necessarily a ro- doesn't have to be a yeah. romantic thing. Yeah, uh, but yeah, love that. And if it's like people versus work, then I'd always choose people. However, mm-hmm. if it's romantic soulmates, I feel like because of my skepticism about that, I'm gonna have to go calling. So yeah, please mm-hmm. let us know what you would do. Yeah, because so I, I think it'll be yeah. very split actually. I think it'll depend a lot on people's personal experiences and circumstances, and also like like I said, I love doing lots of things, but I've never had a, like an epiphany, like I don't know, like a nurse or a doctor or someone like that to be like, this is what I'm meant to do, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I'd be I've interested never, to I've know. Never had a calling. And it'd be interesting to know what people's thoughts are on that. So that concludes. That spices up the roundup. You know, I like to do it. Love it. That was deep. Yeah. Shall we move on to the main theme? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so the main topic of this week was selected by the lovely M. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you want to let us all know what we're talking about yeah let's go for it so uh, this one kind of came because we did have an agony ant question about this mm-hmm. and I mean it's about one specific part of this but I thought we could make it into a whole episode okay. so the theme of this week's episode is moving out and moving on um, because I feel like it's quite topical because we have both moved out in different contexts as well mm-hmm. um so i thought we could talk about our experiences with moving out the agony ant question we got was how to you know prepare financially for moving out and how to budget when you have moved out mm-hmm. um and just our general experiences i think would be good to discuss so yeah. if we want to first like briefly say i guess we both moved out at the age of 18 was it 18 when you moved yeah. and we can talk about where we've moved to and like our, how we've moved out mm-hmm. and then we can move into like budgeting and our experiences and you know whether we recommend yeah (laughs) Uh, and just have a chat let's go for it okay so like I said moved out when I was 18 um I went to university in Leeds where I already come from so I didn't have to move out to go to like halls or anything like that but that just happened to be by coincidence I think it kind of just happened that I ended up staying at Jay's house a lot I worked just around the corner from his house at Domino's which was my first job and (laughs) then basically we just kind of agreed with his parents that we'd both start paying some board to them and that I would live with them um fast forward like five years and I was still living there um which was not my plan um I kind of like had maybe the naive view that we'd like be able to move out and like buy a house 
like straight after uni which was just not <laughs> realistic at all um yeah. and so we had the view in our mind that we wanted to buy somewhere first um and that's why we'd kind of stayed at his parents house rather than moving out and renting um but then this year we kind of had the realization that we want to buy a nice house um yeah and we're not really interested in new builds or anything like that which is fine if that's what you like but it wasn't really what we like so for the type of house that we wanted we knew that we didn't collectively have the kind of salary that the bank would give us a mortgage for that kind of house although we did have um a decent deposit saved up which was through a mixture of um money that both of our grandparents had saved for us and then money that we were putting in ourselves um since having jobs um, but then we decided we would just leave that deposit exactly as it was no need to do anything with it but that we wanted to move out we were definitely ready to move out and that we would just rent for maybe a year maybe two um, and then buy somewhere hopefully when we're on slightly higher salaries and therefore can get a better mortgage so that's and that's I us thrilled that you did because yes. my life is infinitely better now that you're here um so my kind of moving out story i've been in five different places in five years which when you Crazy. say it out loud, like yeah. that's quite a lot so obviously i grew up near liverpool and then i went to university in leeds like kira mm-hmm. um so when i moved out at 18 obviously i came back for summer holidays and i wasn't paying my own rent i had a student loan and thankfully support from my parents mm-hmm. um so my like experience with renting and budgeting didn't really come into play until i left university yeah. so in my first three years i lived in halls in first year then I lived in a house share uh, in second year. And then in third year, I lived in a two bed flat in the very center of Leeds, which mm. was honestly amazing. Like I loved that. But, yeah, that and was I think such a good after location. that flat, yeah, it was so, it was so good. And after that, I think I vowed to myself, oh, I'm never gonna do a house share again, which is ironic. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so while I was working whilst I was at university and I was saving up, but I didn't have to pay rent until I left. And then as soon as I left university, I decided not to move back home, but to move straight out. And I knew I wanted to live in York. People ask me all the time why I moved to live here. And I honestly like don't really know. Like I just <laughs> had a vibe, that, that, like a feeling that this was going to be the place for me. And it definitely, definitely was. So I moved and lived in a two bed flat with my cousin for the first year of living here and all throughout lockdown number one. Um, and that was my first experience paying rent, budgeting, like not having any support from mm-hmm. my family. Um, And then I moved into a house share in November. So I've been here six months now. And honestly, like I said, I would never move back into a house share, but it has been so much fun. So I'm so glad that I did. But yeah, that is kind of like my timeline of moving. Mm -hmm. And I'm definitely thinking about maybe in the next, like after a year, after the market settled down, I too want to buy my first place and get on the property market, property market, property ladder, ladder. (laughs) the housing market or the property ladder, all combine the two like I just did. Um, But obviously, like Kira says, you do need need to be kind of thinking about salary thinking about long-term careers so I am going to wait a bit but that's definitely my next step so that's where we are housing wise and I feel like maybe we should first of all talk about the budgeting make sure we get that question in yeah um and then just oh loud door bang and then just talk about our general experiences so budgeting how do you attack it budgeting okay so just to briefly talk about before we moved into this house um we obviously were paying board to jay's parents which meant that we didn't have to pay a massive amount in terms of like the equivalent of rent um we obviously didn't have to pay any bills but then we were paying for everything else ourselves so we were already food budgeting budgeting for our car insurance mot's fuel um phone bills, all of that kind of stuff. So the only difference was that we didn't have household bills to pay. Um, So that was kind of the main thing to consider when we moved into this house. Um, And before we 
officially started looking for somewhere we kind of went through a budgeting little situation um looking at like all of our direct debits turns out I had quite a few that I had to cancel so I was like why the hell am I paying for that um so tried to what's the weirdest one what's the most irrelevant one (sighs) what was it um I think it would have been um I paid for like a it was like a workout subscription to get like workout plans um and it just was like not worth the money like because I feel like I'm you know more than capable of planning things myself and also like there's so much free content available to get ideas that I was like why am I paying for this so um there was that there was definitely a few others as well I can't remember what was exactly on there but I definitely cancelled a few different direct debits um Jay did the same but he didn't have anywhere near as many as I did (laughs) why does that not surprise me it's it's just indicative of me as like a fucking spendaholic but um anyway so we did that and then from there worked out our budget for rent which was naturally going to be like the biggest outgoing um and we gave ourselves like a maximum budget um and started looking from there obviously found somewhere that was just within our budget but the location was incredible and it allowed pets which was a big essential for us seeing as we have them so um (laughs) that was that and then we started thinking about like roughly what we wanted to do in terms of like budgets for other things obviously signing up for all of the essential household things and then working out disposable income all of that kind of stuff um so it was just kind of a planning I'd say we're not very regimented in terms of budgeting I'm not gonna lie um but actually this week Jay signed up for the Tesco club card membership where you pay that's adult yeah you pay for that rather than just getting the points but then you get like club card special prices um, yeah, I get that via my mum's account. It's yeah. good. And I was like, we keep seeing it around the store. And we're like, damn, there's so many things that we do buy on a weekly basis anyway that we could be saving on. So that's something that we've tried to do to save a bit of money. Um, and just keeping on top of it, I think we are kind of in a position where we know obviously how much money we're both going to be making each month. Um, mine's going to be going up after this month because obviously I've had the... Um, pay rise and promotion um which will definitely be helpful and just trying to keep a close eye on it um but we do kind of have the cushion of knowing that we have our house deposit saved um Mm -hmm. which is like a decent chunk of money which means that if we were ever in a situation where there was a month where we were struggling at all we do have money saved so we're determined not to touch it but it is kind of good as well to know that we have got some excess money that we could use if necessary so yeah. yeah I feel like I'm the same as you I don't have a particularly like regimented I don't even have like a savings account but I've always been um of of the mindset that if I don't have it I won't spend it mm-hmm. like at university I de- never got an overdraft no I, I just didn't like either. the idea of it um I feel like in my mind I have like a number in my account that I never want to go under mm-hmm. and so if I think what I'm gonna spend is gonna make it go under that I just won't spend it like yeah. I know we talk a lot about liking shopping and we do like shopping but mm-hmm. I think in the grand scheme of things we're both quite good at knowing yeah. when to stop we generally spending. buy like a couple of things at any one time I enjoy treating myself to nice things and I also yeah. think that like in the grand scheme of things as well like although like you went out for drinks and things at the weekend but it's not something that you do on a super regular yeah. basis I don't spend a lot of money on like eating out I definitely don't spend a lot of money on alcohol or anything like that so it's all those little like things that you can work out in your own circumstances basically figuring out what is 
the most important to you what do you want to have money to spend yeah, that, yeah and, that's so true it's about yeah. prioritising there will be some sacrifices and things but yeah it's like your priorities will be different to everyone else's but it's just working that out and then the most important thing is obviously living within your means which would be so different compared to everyone else everyone's circumstances rent, bills all that kind of stuff will be different but I think most people, I certainly do as well, have that like mental limit that I don't want to go under in my bank account. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also I feel like moving out um, is like a really big step and you start to pay for things on your own and you're just like, well, I don't want to fail. I don't want to have to, you know, go back home yeah. Yeah, with my tail between my legs. So, you know, we got to do what we got to do. Um, yeah. So yeah, budgeting wise, I think it's about just knowing, like living within your means, knowing and keeping a record of how much money you have that comes in every month. You know, if you can have that figure, obviously mm-hmm. it might fluctuate a bit if you are in content creation, for example, yeah. um, and knowing like the things that you have to have as an outgoing every month. So like uh-huh. rent, bills phone bill car whatever it is um and then thinking how much you maybe a roundabout figure that you do want to spend on Mm -hmm. other things um and just yeah i think having a mental limit of what you might not want to go under prioritizing Mm -hmm. what you most want to spend your like free money on yeah um and also keeping in mind a goal i think if you're in terms of like saving like for us now we're both you know saving to eventually buy Mm -hmm. having that kind of vision will help you budget because you're like well i could buy this now but in the long run this is what I want to be saving up yeah. for. So, I mean, I don't think we've got particularly any life-changing comments on that, but I do think, no. you know, we've both also, done it and we're doing it and it's working. Yeah, I'd also say another thing, kind of similar to thinking about, like, the end goal of wanting to have a house or something. Something that's helped me is obviously, like, you know, we've wanted to move out for a really long time. Where you know, I'm 23, Jay's 24. We were like, it's t- it's time to live (laughs) independently Um, and so although we've seen like a massive increase in outgoings and therefore have a little bit less disposable income it's just worth it in terms of like the change to our lifestyle that we've had and just the independence and just like having taken that step so I think obviously it's natural to be like god I've got way less money than I had before but it's like it's just one of those things gonna happen at some point or another and I guess obviously depending on your personal circumstances maybe just work out whether it's worth it for you right now for us it was like yep now's definitely the time that we are ready to move on and move out um and it's been amazing so I do think there are a lot of factors that play into it like for example, a lot of people say to me, especially before I got this job, because obviously the job I'm in now, marketing, is what my, like a career job that I yeah. want to like progress in. But yeah. before that, I was just a barista and like living... I say just a barista, but say, that's a job. It's a talented job. No, honestly, being a barista <laughs> is the most difficult job I have ever done, and I was shite at it. Um, <laughs> but what I mean is that could have easily been done in Liverpool, whereas this specific charity I work for is like specific York, to York. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, well, why didn't you just live with your parents and do that in Liverpool? And for me, it was just knowing that I wanted to take that leap of independence, which mm-hmm. not everyone takes at the same time, and I think it's important to remember that you do it at your own pace and when you're ready. Yeah. But I think definitely living in that flat in Leeds made me gave me the taste of independence and so then I wanted to move out and also just location like moving to York was the best thing I've ever done and I will say like I did definitely want to say in this episode that it was also the scariest thing and for a Mm -hmm. lot like I would say for a solid first nine months of it I was like what have I done I can't sell here like I can't seem to make friends like yeah don't feel like I have roots here and it's only in the last six or so months I think the house share's been a massive part of it um Mm -hmm. And just, like, you moving here and, you know, as the world starts to open up again, finding more things to do and a routine. I definitely feel like I've found roots now, but it did take a long time. But I think it's important to, you know, stick with it. 
Yeah. Um, and even if it seems sometimes like you can't settle into a place, like it will eventually happen. Yeah. And it has happened for me. And it's just the best decision I ever made. Like I can't imagine ever wanting to live anywhere else. York's just Aww, the dream. That's so lovely. And I think you've got kind of a unique perspective on that as well, because obviously I knew that no matter where I was moving to, I had a buddy in gym. Yeah. Um, exactly. And obviously Gatsby and Oscar as well. So we weren't going to be yeah. lonely. Um, but also I feel like that is something that I really kind of think about as well is like I have people and yeah. people that I live with but it's also I think important to kind of branch out and have that social life and stuff and I feel like maybe living with someone else can be like a deterrent to actually like branching out and finding roots I and absolutely stuff. found that with my first flat like I yeah. loved living with my cousin but because we knew each other we didn't really branch try out and make much, friends yeah. and then that became a real problem mm-hmm. um into like it like made me panic I just don't know what happened to my voice then (laughs) it made me panic in terms of like (laughs) like how and where I was going to find friends but I think Mm. things do just fall into place yeah um and I will say a house share is a game changer for making Mm -hmm. friends because you're like forced into a situation with strangers and you know just happens yeah naturally so that's that I feel like I also am loving living in York Um, and I'm just trying to work out how I can make an insane amount of money in the next 12 months that I can afford to buy somewhere that's a nice house but close to the centre because um, I just love the location but also the houses in this area are expensive. Yeah, it definitely um, is an expensive place to live but I feel like I could do a whole episode that was a love letter to York. Um, I think location is a massive thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I have lived like obviously near Liverpool now in Leeds for three years and now York and I just can't imagine loving anywhere as much as I love York so Mm. basically to conclude everyone should move to York. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see you there. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like this is like we briefly touched on things but if you have any other questions about moving out obviously we Mm -hmm. have done it and we've both done it in different ways if you're you know heading to uni and you're worried about halls you can leave a question for that in our agony and we are happy to you know answer things like that if you are saving up to buy thinking about saving a deposit you know there's loads of different experiences we've had within this topic living with like a partner's family is obviously a unique circumstance which you know you can be grateful for but obviously naturally comes with it's like complications and difficulties as well so yeah yeah so anything about this topic we'll be happy to explore further we just thought that since it's a shared experience we have we talk about it in this episode so hope you enjoyed it and let's move on to the agony amp because let's we've move got some on good questions this week <laughs> let's move on and move out of this section <laughs> Okay, so it's time for the agony aunt section. And in this one, we've kind of got one question that is more predominantly for M, and then one that is more so for me. I don't so, like that this is my legacy. <laughs> it is what it is. So let's just move into it. So the question for M <clears throat> is as follows. Um, I recently got ghosted by somebody and I just want to know kind of like how to get over it, move on. Move out and move on, essentially. So, thoughts? <laughs> I feel like we need to also <laughs> clarify that this wasn't directed at me. We just think I will have more experience. It wasn't like, dear M. <laughs> no, dear M, I have been ghosted. Please help me. <laughs> okay, so, uh, little... Uh, if you could hear that, that's me 
rubbing my hands together. Rubbing your palms in preparation. Let's talk about ghosting. <laughs> this comes back to my unpopular opinion that, like, why are people so rude to each other nowadays? <laughs> like, why is it a thing? So if you don't know what ghosting is, I feel like it's a term that's come from, like, dating app culture. And it's when you've been speaking to someone for a while, you're, like, getting to know them, and then out mm-hmm. of nowhere, you might have seen them in real life, you might have not. Um... And out of nowhere, they just ghost, which means they just disappear, fall off the face disappear. of the earth, and they, you never hear from them again. I have experienced this. <laughs> I have also... Done it. Done it. Which... Oh, which, harsh. Um, yeah. <laughs> not my proudest <laughs> moment, but sometimes, like, it just happens. For me, it always happens by accident, because I am really bad at remembering to, like, check a dating app and reply to someone. Like, if I'm not mm-hmm. invested in the conversation... Like you've yeah. seen me, you you live vicariously through my dating life, so like yeah. you know if I if I am invested. If I'm not, then I yeah. often just forget, and then it's too late, and I'm like ah, it might make it worse to then now reply. But anyway, yeah. so yeah, that's the concept of dating, and it is not nice to be ghosted. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll start by saying that it is not nice, <laughs> and. When it comes to closure with ghosting, I feel like there is no way to get it in the traditional sense. Nothing Mm -hmm. you say to them, I don't think is going to make them reply because when someone decides to ghost, they just decide to ghost and they're just gone. So you're not going to get closure from that, like from that source. You're not going to get it from them, which is hard because I think in like a traditional relationship where you have a breakup, you can discuss what went wrong, you know, why that person might not want to be with you, why you might not want to be with them anymore. And it's very like, it's easier to get closure and you can't get that traditional Mm -hmm. sense of closure. Um, And I think sometimes when you've been speaking to someone for a long time, or if you've been on a few dates with them, it can really hurt. Like people laugh about ghosting, but it can really, really hurt your feelings. So you can't get closure from that traditional way, but I follow this girl. I'm going to recommend it to you, to you listening, whoever it was, not to you. You don't need it. Uh, But to anyone listening that has been ghosted, follow, I think she's called Lauren Sadlington on TikTok and she will just make you feel better about the whole (laughs) thing. And the way she describes it is that, well, first of all, if you think you're being ghosted, do not respond to them. Like, do not, like, double message or triple message because, you know, you got to wait for them to come to you. And if you don't, then, then you've, you know the truth and you know they're not worth it. But what mm-hmm. I'll say about the closure thing is that do you want someone that is that kind of unreliable that they would just disappear off the face of the earth? Do you want someone mm-hmm. like that in your life? And if they are kind of person and they've ghosted you, then you've dodged a bullet, mate. Like you know yeah you've you've realized that you know facet of their personality early on i'm saying this even though i've done it so (laughs) i'm saying you do yeah (laughs) um but i think i'm talking about like i would do it after a few days of messaging i would never do it after a good few dates which i feel like this person might be talking about considering like the way the phrasing of the question um and you've realized it early that they're kind of that person flaky like they're unreliable um and also you don't you don't want someone in your life that does not want you the way that you want them. And that can be really hard to come to terms with. It's the same with breakups. I always think think of it like this, like it hurts like a beach. But would you want someone in your life that does not love you the way you deserve to be loved? And, mm-hmm. you know, it hurts the that they're not there. No. And it, the answer, yeah, I was, I was hoping you'd jump in there. I was like, come on. Yeah, the answer is the absolutely answer is not. no. You definitely would not. Um, and it hurts because you get attached to people and you want them in your life. But mm-hmm. in the long run, you are better off without them if they don't value you the way you deserve to be valued and the way, like, your friends and yeah. family value you. Like, you want someone that appreciates the fact that they're there and that you've chosen to be with them. Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, being in a relationship with someone, dating someone, it is, like, a big thing because you're choosing to give your time 
to that person yeah. and especially with people like that might be like-minded like us with spinning plates like time is precious mm-hmm. and so to give someone your time it's a big thing so you don't want to give your time to someone who doesn't deserve it and I feel like ghosting yeah. is just a really brutal way of finding out that they don't deserve it so it is brutal I think you have to come to terms with the fact that you're never going to find that traditional closure but the closure should be that you are better off without them because you don't want someone there that doesn't want to be there. And I think every time you think about it and feel sad that you didn't get closure, I want you to repeat this to yourself. I want you to repeat to yourself, they are not worth it. I am amazing. I am amazing. And I will find someone who does value me. And I will find someone who does value me. (laughs) Peace out, Girl Scout. Love it. (laughs) I'd also say, just as a little uh, addition, I've obviously not been ghosted, but... um, (laughs) Rub it in, salt. In, never been ghosted I've actually got a long term partner who I've been with for seven years um, <laughs> living my best life no I'm joking but um, I don't think that someone who ghosts someone is necessarily a bad person mm-hmm. um, I think you know people can be spinning lots of plates in the dating sense and maybe just like trying out loads of new things and going back to what we talked about in the roundup um, and talking about soulmates and stuff not every person you speak to is going to be your person and you know, they will probably be a lovely person to the person that feels right for them. And just as like, you will find the right person for you. So kind of like Em said, you know, see it as a blessing in disguise, because although it can hurt at the time, it just means that that person is not your person. Doesn't mean they're a terrible yeah. person or that anything I mean, bad what I will say though, result, but, is that yeah. you've been on several dates and met them. There is a lack that of That is bad. Yeah. yeah. That, I there's mean, a lack kind of, of respect if you're, there. If you're on just the like dating app, have never met, just yeah. kind of talking, it's not ideal. And I think in an ideal world, everyone would just communicate. But as we've discussed, that's just not how people work. Um, so I think, yeah, it's just, you know, you will find your person. And then you'll be glad that that person goes to yeah, you because definitely. then you might have ended up with the wrong person. Yeah, so. I mean, you're looking for someone that you're compatible with and compatibility, like you know it is when you think about it it's not going to be every person you meet it's gonna and you're gonna have to speak to a good few people meet a good few people before you find someone that you're compatible with on the level that you deserve yeah so yeah i mean ghosting is a horrible part of today's dating culture when i explain it to my mum and dad they're like (laughs) in my day (laughs) you started courting and then you were a thing and i'm like yeah but that's not how it works now um ghosting breadcrumbing i learned that term the other day Breadcrumbing. I've never heard yeah. of that. Breadcrumbing. <laughs> I'm gonna watch your face look, facial expression when I tell you this. Is when people make you think that they want a relationship with you and they'll give you little crumbs of hope and drag you along when actually they didn't want that the entire time. Thoughts? <laughs> I won't say anything else, but I think you know what I'm we've, thinking. We've met a yeah, we've met a breadcrumber in our time. <laughs> mm, stupid idiot. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like we're all in this together. And dating We're is rough. We're in this together. Yeah, the High School Musical <laughs> slip on in there. Mm, didn't like my use of the word slip on in there. Slip uh, on in. <laughs> dating is rough. It's really, like, it can be really hard when people do act like that and when, you know, there's a lack of respect, lack of communication. But I think when you start to think of dating as, like, we always say this, like, an addition to your life rather than the point to your life, it becomes mm-hmm. easier to deal with things like this and you will find that person eventually. Good luck. <laughs> okay so second question i feel like we haven't ever really talked about anything like that but i was really loving that (laughs) 
Yes, we need more dating app questions. Give us some more juicy questions. Okay, so the question for Kira, and this one was actually directed at Kira. Um, And I think it's based off our last episode because we were talking about unpopular opinions about drinking and Kira kind of like said that she doesn't really drink. And so someone has asked what to do in a situation where you do want to go out with people, but you feel like you might be pressured to drink and you're worried about that pressure. Like how do you deal with peer pressure about drinking? Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, I don't really drink. It's been over a year now since I had my last alcoholic beverage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> beverage, ain't it? <laughs> Gavala. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, sorry. Um, so the last time I actually drank was in February of 2020, just before lockdown. It was my friend Katie's birthday and we were going out for a bottomless brunch and I did drink then and I drank too much and it was a whole whole mess which is what happens every time I drink I'm such a lightweight and I definitely have succumbed to that peer pressure before because I know I'd have a nicer time and enjoy myself more if I didn't drink but I feel like a lot of people who are don't drink not because they have an issue with alcohol and therefore need to be sober for their own safety or for example Jay can't drink because of some medication that he takes Um, and so like there are reasons why some people couldn't drink which is obviously absolutely fine but I feel like for people like me who just don't drink out of like mostly just because they don't really like it definitely can succumb to that pressure more easily and it's also not a terrible thing like you know your world's not going to end if you do end up drinking and then you're like I wish I'd not done that like it's not the worst thing in the world so if you ever do do that don't feel bad about yourself because you've not like stuck to being sober because it's like you know just think about who you're doing it for is it for yourself or someone else and so first of all if you ever do it don't feel bad about yourself it's absolutely fine but then second of all just like whatever your reason for not drinking should be enough so for me I just think what do I want to drink I know what I want to drink it's Coke Zero or Pepsi Max because that is literally the best tasting thing in the whole world and I love it so much I love the bubbles I love the sweetness I just think it's delicious I could drink it is this an forever for and Max? ever I just Spicy. absolutely love <laughs> them they're just so good I know they're not that healthy for you but equally they're diet drinks I'm like I can drink these and my teeth don't feel like they're gonna fall out which Mm -hmm. is what happens every time I drink alcohol because I always drink sweet drinks um so I'm like you know what I love these and they're delicious and I don't love the taste of alcohol in that same way and so if someone's like oh why don't you want to drink I'm like well why would I want to spend more money on a drink that I don't enjoy drinking when I could spend less money and have more enjoyment from a delightful Coke Zero. So that is my reason and I'll just say that. Um, People might often come out with like, oh, but drunk Kira is really fun. And I'm like, look, this is who you're getting tonight. So deal with it. Um, And you just got to be strong within yourself. So your reason for not wanting to drink might be different to mine. Um, But just like whatever feels right to you whatever the reason is that you're not feeling like drinking maybe it's just that I don't want to drink tonight or I'm busy tomorrow I don't want to have a hangover um oh I just want to remember the evening I don't want to wake up and not have any idea what's gone on like there might be loads of different reasons so you just have your reason and just stick to it anyone who is then repeatedly you know someone might just say in a jokey way oh but you're fun when you drink and that's fine if then you say to them now I'm not feeling it and then they just respect that and leave it mm-hmm. and just continue with their evening and let you continue with yours but if someone is repeatedly kind of like bugging you in order to try and make you do something that you don't want to do just like in any situation they're not a good person to be around and yeah. if they only like you when you are 
under the influence of alcohol then like do they really even like you at all like you know it's just like what are they gaining from it it's like it's your life your body you know it just seems odd if someone is like so desperate for you to drink so at that point I'd say like you know you're probably hanging around with the wrong people and it might be time to reevaluate the friendship situation but in most circumstances that I've been in everyone's been absolutely fine with it um and you've just got to be strong in yourself, know why you don't want to do it. And then if you ever do want to do it, do. Like like I said, it's not like a bad thing if you then decide at various sort of events or circumstances that you do fancy a drink. So yeah, it's just feeling strong in yourself. I feel like the older I've gotten, um, at the ripe old age of 23, um, the more I've felt confident to just say like no to things I don't want to do or to just like own your own confidence and be like look I'm not doing that that's fine if you want to do it but I feel like the younger you are the more easy it is to feel pressured so just try and feel like find a celebrity or someone like a character whose confidence you really admire and just try and channel your inner whoever that character is yeah um, and just have that persona and you'll be fine so yeah I think life really is about finding your people and I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I do drink, not all the time, not copious amounts, but I do like to go out and have a drink. But what I will say is that Kira is one of the closest people in my life. We've been friends for two years and we yeah. have never had a drink together. And honestly, I don't think just I laugh with... Yeah, just a hot shock. Um, <laughs> and I don't think I laugh with anyone more than I laugh with you. So like, it yeah. is about finding your people and finding the people that respect that. And also, I don't think it's ever even... Like, I don't think I've ever even thought, oh, we should be having a drink. Like, I never... No, like, oh, this would be so much better if we were drinking. Like, it's Only just, if know, that drink is, as you say, Pepsi Max or Hot Chop. <laughs> or Jam and Toast Tea. <laughs> oh, stop it. Um, <laughs> but for real, it's like, you know, there are people who love going to the pub, that's their vibe, and that's absolutely fine. And also you can enjoy the setting without needing to enjoy oh, the yeah. drink. And, you know, we could go out, for example, we're going to go for some meals for my birthday, and I know that our friend Sarah asked me if I'll be drinking. Um, and I was like, no, probably not going to, because I really love... Pepsi Max with a meal um but I was like you obviously go ahead and you do you and she's like yeah I think I might get the train over to York so then I can have a drink if I want to and that's absolutely fine like other people drinking doesn't need to impede your enjoyment just like you know Sarah can enjoy whatever drink she wants to have and not feel like she's doing the wrong thing if I'm also not drinking so it's just like you know everyone can do their own thing and as long as you just stay in your lane and don't let your perception of what the night or situation should be like affect everyone else's you know you can all be enjoying a time together and doing different things so yeah absolutely I mean my little sister is 18 and she went to university this year so she had freshers and she has never drunk Mm -hmm. she never has she doesn't have an interest in it she doesn't ever want to drink and she just stuck to her guns and you know like kind of at like didn't give people a choice not to respect her. And I so respect that. Like she just went there, she knew what she didn't want to do and she didn't let anyone pressure her. I mean, obviously if you do succumb to it, like we say, there's nothing wrong with that. But she did just say like, this is who I am. I'll still be fun. I'll still come, but yeah, I'm not drinking. And that's that. And I really respect her because I think at 18, that's quite difficult. That is, yeah. I feel like I definitely probably wasn't that strong in my own like will and knew what I wanted to do as much as I did when I was 18. And that's fine as well. Like even if you're like 43 and you've decided now I'm not really into drinking anymore and you've been a drinker, you know, throughout the rest of your adult life, that's fine as well because you You do do you. Okay, so I think that wraps up this agony ant section. I feel like we've covered quite a few topics in 
today's know, episode. We've been chatty, chatty Moving this out, week. ghosting, drinking, all the good stuff. So thank you for the people that left those Agony Out questions. And as always, you can submit Agony Out question via via <laughs> And as always, you can submit a anonymous Agony Out question via the form, which is linked in my bio on Instagram. It's linked in the We're Spinning Plates bio on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll pop it in the description box. But thank you so much for listening. We love it when you ask questions and you know interact with us on social. It's just so much fun. I love this podcast. Mm-hmm. And we will be here next week with another episode. See you next time. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>